Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When I was younger I saw something very strange. My brother and cousins were with me. I was the oldest. It was broad daylight, two or three in the afternoon. We lived in the mountains of southwest Virginia. We were out in front of our grandmother's house right by the road, our great-grandparents' place was across the street. There was a creek that ran along the other side of the road with a lot of brush and weeds growing up all along the embankment. We had made a fire in a coffee can and were roasting things over it when all of a sudden a section of bushes across the street started shaking violently. There wasn't wind enough to do it. It stopped briefly then started again. If it had been an animal or something. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Thing we could have seen it through the brush. It was so weird that I walked over to see what was causing it. When I got over to where it was shaking, something black dropped out of the bushes, down the embankment, and was just hovering over the creek. It was like a solid black cloud of smoke that you couldn't see through, 
and it was undulating over the creek. We could tell it was watching us but I think we were too scared to move. Then it suddenly moved away from us really fast, not in a straight line but it zigzagged backward very fast. When it did that we all screamed and ran back to our grandmother's house. The only thing I've seen since that looked like that was in the TV series Lost, the black smoke monster looked like this thing we saw. We saw it in 1983 or 1984. I didn't mention anything about eyes, because I didn't see any eyes. But other people in the same area have seen this big black shapeless thing enough times that they even had a name for it. They called it Bush and they reported that it had glowing red eyes. Maybe the eyes were visible at night or something but I saw it during the day. I doubt it was even a physical thing but it was definitely able to connect with physical things, like the bushes it was shaking. I just recently moved to Oklahoma. Recently, I keep having very uncomfortable experiences outside, especially in the evening or night time. It started when I went to go put laundry in the wash one day. We have a laundry room attached to our building, and it was broad daylight, so I wasn't exactly feeling nervous about anything. I got about 20 feet from the walkway slash alleyway to the washroom and I smelled the worst rotting animal smell I've ever smelled in my life. Not only that, as soon as I smelled it, I got the strongest flight or fight reaction I've ever felt. I ran back to my unit, locked the door, and had a small anxiety attack. I waited about 15 to 20 minutes before going back out, and when I did, there was no smell. And I felt normal. Fast forward about a week later. My husband and I were outside at about 1am smoking a cigarette when we heard what sounded like a dying dog. We live right off of a major interstate, so we assumed an animal must have been hit. We started walking towards the direction of this noise, sort of a wheezing whine, a terribly sad noise, when we got to the edge of our parking lot. As we got onto the pavement, the wheezing dog noise turned into what sounded like an owl hooting. I understand owls make strange noises, I was raised in Texas, I've heard many, but this was not an owl. The longer we listened to it, the more it sounded like a person trying to mimic an owl. My husband called out hey, is someone there? Pretty loudly, and just silence was the response. We stood quiet a few moments before the owl noise completely stopped, and the sound of an unnatural laugh echoed from the trees. The only way I can describe this noise, is it was like when a deaf person laughs, like they can't hear how they sound so it just kinda sounds a bit off? I don't mean to sound rude at all, truly, that's just the only way I know how to describe it. It felt like ice water was in my veins as soon as I heard it, both of us just felt extreme fear in that moment and ran back to the house. I could explain off all of these things if I hadn't seen what I had seen next. A few days later, I was outside smoking around 7pm, and I saw two men walking on the side of the street where I had heard the noise a few nights prior. They walked past the trees a little ways but then stopped, it was dusk so light was low. One of them turned on their phone light and shined it into the trees before jumping back, both men took off at a full sprint away from the tree line. I have no idea what they saw, I didn't hear anything, but there was pure fear there. The most frustrating part was I was looking right at them and saw absolutely nothing. Fast forward about a week later. I get a text while I'm at work from my husband telling me he heard our daughter talking and laughing in the field across the street. He was 100% sure it was her until he realized she was inside in her room. He said it sounded just like her. Fast forward again a few days later. I found dried blood on my door jam, as well as scratches near my door knob, and more dried blood at the bottom of my door. My neighbor had their internet cables cut and told me that someone had tried to open their door the night it happened, and then slammed their body against the door trying to break in. My neighbor said he forced himself out the door ready to confront whoever was there, but there was no one? We constantly hear things on the roof, things in the alley behind our place, our dog will run to the door at random hours and sniff and growl like someone is there. I have probably made a mistake by calling out to this thing, whistling at night, trying to antagonize it because I desperately want a recording.
I have one recording of its noises, it sounds like an owl, but towards the end there's this low inexplicable moan that comes from the same place the owl sounds are coming from. It's hard to hear and ends very abruptly. I don't feel like this is good enough. No one believes me, but something is out there. It knows I know it, I feel it watching me, if I curse at it or try and lure it out, it goes completely silent or does that horrible laugh. I can never seem to catch the laugh, or any of the noises, as soon as I hit record, it usually stops. I don't know how to explain this, but I know I'm not crazy. Please, if someone can help me, I really want to know what this thing is. I have pictures of the blood on my door, the scratches, and the video of the owl sound slash moan. I just feel like no one will take this seriously. It always smells like a corpse when it's around, that's the biggest sign something isn't right. I brought it up to one of my native co-workers and he said leave it be. Wash the blood from your door, and stop trying to talk to it. He wouldn't tell me anything else. I don't know if this is a Wendigo, a skinwalker or something else entirely, but I have never felt such dread and fear as I do when I hear or smell it out there. Please, someone, anyone, if you know what this is, please tell me I'm not losing my mind, and if it's real, how do I make it go away? This thing is causing me so much stress, thank you for reading. Edit, thank you to everyone who took the time to share advice and thoughts on this. To those who are concerned about me putting myself in danger, thank you, and I'm inclined to agree with you all, but understand I'm still not sure if this is just a weird animal I'm hearing and nothing paranormal at all. I will be avoiding it from this point forward, just in case it is something that wants to eat my face. I will however update this post if anything else worth mentioning happens. Thanks again. Around maybe 15 to 17 years ago, I'm 37 now, in Lincoln County, West Virginia I had a very strange cryptid experience. At the time I had zero knowledge on anything cryptid other than Mothman and Bigfoot. It came galloping across the road as I was driving, I came to a dead stop and it looked straight at me. It had a pill-shaped body with long white shaggy fur, long legs and its feet were like wide polar bear paws. Weirdest thing was it had no neck at all and its face was kinda huge and had this almost humanesque fear look. At this time all I had was a flip phone so quick pics were not an option and I seen enough scary movies to not stick around. I floored it home. I always think about it though, especially driving that road to my parents. I can never quite find a cryptid that matches it though. Any ideas? Between 2016 to 2019 there was tons of activity in my home and during this time my mom had a boyfriend who lived with us. My room used to have Christmas lights up and in the earlier years when I was 15 and 16 my mom had a rule that I had to sleep with the door open so I wouldn't stay up at night on my phone without her catching me. I would wake up between 5.30 to 6 to get ready for school and be out the door by 7. Usually my mom's boyfriend would be long gone by then but one day I woke up just in time to see him pass by the hall. He's about 6 feet 1 to 6 feet 2 and nothing seemed unusual about it except he had a dark dark mass following behind him that I could see as a shadow against the wall, which was weird because his actual shadow was on the floor in front of him as he passed. I remember feeling pure dread and so I closed my eyes and tried to not think about it anymore. I never saw that shadow again but that wasn't the only shadow person I had in my home. I usually would unplug my lights when it was time to go to school to save energy but sometimes I would forget. Once I came home after school and during dinner my mom's boyfriend says something along the lines of oh I saw you sitting on your bed this morning you must have gotten to school really late huh and I looked at him in confusion and I said I don't know what you're talking about and he looked at me a bit stunned. He asked me what time I had left and I said 7am like always and he looked scared and told me that at around 7.20am he was rushing past my room because he was running late and he saw a figure sitting on the edge of the bed and assumed it was me since my lights were still on and left the house. That definitely freaked me out and I couldn't sleep comfortably in my room after that for weeks.
Starting off I would just like to say that this is my first time writing and sharing about an experiences I've had growing up in the woods. You don't have to believe me, or any part of my story, but apart from whether you believe me, I know what I saw and experienced was real. Growing up, my brother, T, and I were adopted into a family of eight around the time I was four and T was six. I would say it was fairly normal adoption, but that couldn't be further from the truth. The family that adopted us lived in the PNW, Pacific Northwest, and they had a property of around 70 acres with nothing but woods around. The cabin they built is quite literally in the middle of the forest. You have to drive a considerable amount of time, 30 to 40, minutes to get into the nearest town. On this property my family built several shop buildings to store wood for the cold seasons and to hold random equipment slash machines. These buildings were spread all around the property. Some of them are even older than the cabin my father built, only held together by old rotting wood and rusted steel. They always seemed to give off ominous vibes, you could oftentimes feel something watching you if you ever went into them alone and even with other people sometimes. I give all this context just to give you perspective on the size of this property and the feelings it gives off. This particular experience I wanted to share today started on a night in the late summer slash early fall. I was around 11 years old at this time. The evening was slowing down as I laid in the grass on the lawn outside of the cabin. Feeling a breeze pick up and observing the sunset I decided it was time for me to head inside. I got inside and brushed my teeth. I then headed to my mom's room to say goodnight to her. After that I went to my brother's room tea, to say goodnight. We joked around and talked for a little bit before I headed off to bed. As I was stepping outside to go down into the cellar where my room was I couldn't help but feel like something was watching me. I quickly observed the deafening silence that accompanied this feeling. It was odd for the woods to be quiet at night, especially in the summer. You'd expect to hear the crickets and croaking of frogs, but there was nothing. I noted this and with great haste I ran down to the cellar. I kicked open the cellar door that was made of solid oak slabs, it was the most efficient way of opening it because it didn't have a traditional door knob. I ran inside my bedroom slamming the door behind me with such a force it shook my room. I hate when that happens I said aloud to myself. Referring to the feeling I was just forced to feel. Deciding to try to calm my nerves down a little I started singing some goofy little tune not knowing what was going to happen in a few moments. I took off my shirt to put on my night shirt and then hop into bed where I would think I was safe from whatever was peering at me. As I was walking towards my bed, only two paces in front of me there was a snapping pop in mid-air. Taken aback and quite frankly on the verge of sharding my pants, a figure appeared with the pop. Right in front of my eyes stood this being, pitch black like he was hiding out on a chimney his whole existence. His eyes were void of color or any human emotion or expression. I'm not quite sure how long him and I just stared at each other, it could have been 2 seconds or 10 minutes because it felt like a lifetime. The absolute terror as I looked into this thing's eyes ate me up, it was like staring at something you know could kill you in that second but is choosing not to. Something with such emptiness that all that is there is just a void. Feeling as though my soul was violated I scrambled to run for the door. Grabbing the door handle I swung the door open. As I was making my bolt out of the cellar and into the dark, I looked back and saw it staring at me with those empty eyes. I ran with swiftness across the gravel on my bare feet until I got to the back door of the cabin. I ran inside to my brother T's room sobbing and shaking uncontrollably. The first thing he said to me was, did you see a ghost or something? But quickly coming over to comfort me. He still says to this day that he has never seen me or anyone else look so horrified. After he was able to calm me down a little bit we decided to go tell my parents. They were both super Christians and my father to the point of being cult-like. I told them I saw a demon, and they saw how shook up I was. But quickly they both denied it completely dismissing whatever I saw. They never brought it back up to me after that night. My parents were gracious enough to let me sleep in one of our guest rooms for the night, probably because I refused to sleep in my bedroom after that. 
Nothing more happened that evening, besides me tossing and turning wondering what on earth just happened to me. But I do have quite a few other stories that are quite notable if you guys would like to hear them sometime. This was the one I chose to share today though because I feel like it is the one that was definitely the most bone chilling to encounter. I appreciate you taking the time to read about my experience. In the early 2000s I was in the army and stationed in Germany. There was a forest near our barracks called the Lompertheim Training Area, LTA. Our unit frequently went out to the LTA for land navigation training, shooting rifles at the rifle ranges, running, ruck marches. There was a rumor occasionally spoken in the battalion about a witch that lived in the woods. Her nickname was the LTA Witch. I don't think anyone believed the story. It was just a story that circulated around the battalion. Anyway, one night after finishing a night fire at the LTA rifle range a buddy of mine and I were sitting in a deuce and half waiting to pick up soldiers who finished so we could drive them back to the barracks, and all of a sudden we see this old lady with long grey hair and her arms straight out dancing in a circle. It was almost pitch black and we're in the middle of a forest with gunfire in the background. She had long frizzy grey hair. She eventually danced off into the pitch black woods alone. My buddy and I never felt scared. We sat there and stared for the whole five minutes this lasted. Didn't say a word until she was gone. There are some weird people who live homeless and alone out in the woods no matter where you are in the world. We told other soldiers in our unit we saw the witch. I don't think anyone believed us. I saw a hat man. I suppose I should start from the beginning. It started earlier this year when my first dog died his name was Peewee and I had, had him since he was a puppy. Suddenly and seemingly without warning his health went bad overnight and he died. About six months later my other dog died under similar circumstances. However after I finished burying her I saw a tall black outline of a man standing on my back porch. He was only there for a second and then disappeared. I looked up what the hat man was and then tried to place Hamsa hands on all of my doorways and everywhere else in the house. From what I read online these are supposed to ward off evil. I thought perhaps I was just being paranoid and seeing things but was trying to err on the side of caution regardless. However several days ago while I was passing through the kitchen I looked outside and saw him standing there. It was again only for the briefest second and then he was gone. My third dog which I call Lowly Lives inside but spent much of her time outside during the day. Today around noon I noticed she was lethargic so I took her into the house and put her in the bed. I tried to get her into the vet but they didn't have room for an appointment until in the morning. However when I went to check on Lowly a few hours ago she had passed away in her bed. The third perfectly healthy dog dropping dead within a year. Combined with two hat man sightings. Maybe it's my imagination but I think whatever this thing is it's bringing me bad karma. Or am I just imagining things? So I've been getting back into the paranormal lately and have been telling my boyfriend about not dear. He's a skeptic about most everything and has been mocking the whole thing by saying the word over and over, kind of taunting them when I tell him not to say the word out loud. I don't know if this matters but he hasn't mocked them at our house because we don't really talk about that stuff here. I'm curious if anything he's experienced within the last few days has anything to do with them. The first event happened a couple of nights ago. He was changing his oil outside. We live in Alaska and it gets dark around 4.30 so he's out there under the truck with his headlamp. I was inside making dinner and talking to a friend on the phone. He came back inside about 40 minutes after he started really frustrated because he couldn't get his oil plug off mind you he's a strong guy and should have been able to undo it. The next morning he tells me that when he walked over to our neighbors to grab ramps, there's a small trail through the woods to their cabin, he heard voices in the woods and decided it was our other neighbors across the street. Then he starts hearing my voice it sounds like I'm on the phone which I was, only he's 50 yards away with woods between us. 
He brushed this off and kept working on the car before coming inside, and that was that. This morning, three days later, we're talking and he says he didn't sleep well. He says something happened that's been keeping him up but he doesn't want to freak me out. I insist he tells me and so he does, he woke up around 3.30, about the time I got up to pee. He went downstairs for a drink of water before coming back to bed. He dreamt he was talking to our co-worker, before waking up a little more into a half-awake half-asleep kind of mental place. He heard a massive snowplow go by, we live on a dead-end gravel road and don't get plows, before hearing the ring doorbell sound it makes when you push the button, we don't have a ring, and then he heard our landlord, muffled and with a voice deeper than usual, say you've got a leak in your roof. So he jumps out of bed, runs to the front door and stops. Said things felt off and he realized all of the aforementioned reasons why none of that made sense. He went back to bed terrified, he just told me he was close to grabbing the shotgun. Do any of these sound like not dear to you? We live in Alaska so geographically it doesn't make sense. I was doing research a few weeks ago about cryptids in Alaska and came across a few articles saying that whistling at night up here attracts spirits, and he was whistling while he was doing the oil change. Any opinions or advice are welcomed. When I was very young, my auntie had a stillborn baby boy. I was so young at the time that I don't really remember it, but the emotional fallout for the whole family was huge, so huge that every year on his birthday, the whole family would meet up to celebrate him. We would always get together for a few days, staying over at my grandma's house, and then on his birthday, we would have a barbecue and let balloons up into the sky. This experience happened on one of these trips. I was around seven, and my little brother was three. It was the day of what would have been the baby's fifth birthday, and my parents had left me and my brother to stay with my grandma, and were coming to collect us out of the barbecue. It was the height of summer, around 3 p.m., and my brother and I were playing around the house until I got bored and went to talk to my grandma. My grandma and I were chatting in the lounge, and after a while, it was time to set off for the barbecue. I started donning my coat and shoes, and my grandma was calling up the stairs for my brother to come down. No response. She started getting anxious, and called again. Still no response. She went upstairs to see where he was. She checked the bedroom where we were playing. Nothing. She checked the bathroom and other bedrooms. Nothing. At this point, panic really ensued. He hadn't come downstairs into the lounge. Had he fallen from a second-story window? Had he run out of the front door and into the street? Both me and my grandma were frantically searching the silent house for any signs of my brother, checking the garden, the bathrooms, bedrooms, everywhere. He was just gone. My grandma was screaming his name, and went up into the bedroom for one last check. She threw open the wardrobe and my brother was there, curled up amongst the clothes and shoes at the bottom of the wardrobe, silent. My grandma let out a huge sigh of relief, pulled him from the wardrobe and into a tight hug. I was shouting you, she said shakily. We didn't know where you were. We were worried. My brother looked up at her with round eyes, and said quietly, I was playing hide and seek. My grandma frowned at him, and explained patiently, we didn't know we were playing hide and seek. You mustn't hide without telling us that we're playing. My brother stared at her blankly for a moment, and then frowned. I wasn't playing with you, he said indignantly. My grandma frowned. What do you mean? Who were you playing with? I was playing with a little boy. My grandma pressed a little. Who was this boy? Where was he now? How old was he? What did he look like? My brother described this child as a bit bigger than him but not as old as me. He said he had blonde hair, like my auntie, and very pale skin. He wasn't here now, and my brother wasn't sure where he had gone. He just agreed to play the game of hide and seek, so maybe he was hiding, too. The mad thing was, other than my brother, the stillborn baby was the only boy in the family. 
The age and description my brother gave was eerily similar to how the boy would have looked if he were still alive. And maybe even spookier than that, my brother didn't really know who the baby was. Sure, he knew we were celebrating a baby's birthday, but he was only young and he definitely didn't understand in depth who the baby was or how old he would have been. My grandma was baffled, creeped out, and had no explanation for it. She brushed it off, and told my brother to come and get his coat and shoes on. She took his hand and headed towards the door. My brother hesitated, looked up at her, and said, Grandma? My grandma looked down at him. Yes? He looked visibly worried. Don't leave me up here again. I don't like that little boy. Even more taken aback, my grandma pressed him as to why not, but my brother wouldn't say another word about him. Whatever questions she asked were met with silence. To this day, my grandma is convinced that my brother was playing hide and seek with a ghost. My brother doesn't remember it at all, and barely even remembers the barbecues and balloon celebrations we used to do. I'm not sure what I believe, but thinking back to that day still gives me chills. I think something about how worried my brother looked, and how creepily accurate all of his responses were, are pretty hard to explain. There were no little boys living on my grandma's street or in my family. There is no explanation for a young boy being in the house that day. I guess you could explain it away saying that kids have overactive imaginations, but my brother never had imaginary friends before or after that. All these years later, we're still dumbfounded. So, this happened about 2019 to 2020 somewhere around that time. My dad came down to visit and I we went riding because I had a good spot miles and miles away from anyone. At least I thought, we went out here to ride, and we spent half the day riding. But like on the last half hour of daylight we stopped to look around and just chill out and admire nature. I was looking at the trees, and I saw this what looked like a woman with a dirty white dress and long blackish hair in the tree probably 50 yards or so from where we stopped. I pointed it out and he seen it too so we got the hell out of there. Then about a week ago I went out of state to my hunting cabin with my buddy and I had this weird, sudden urge to go into the woods at like 2am. I did what any logical human would do, and went out there. Me and my buddy decided we would only go out to my stand and back just because we were bored and curious for answers. We go to my stand and I looked at it and had an odd feeling so I climbed it a sum and noticed the ratchet strap holding it to the tree was snapped. I told him and then we started hearing weird screams so we got out. It sounded like someone said help me, please don't leave. Help me. Another thing to add was that there were trees laying down like they were snapped, but there were no signs of any cut trees or nothing. We got back to the cabin and I told him about the white dress girl and he said he seen it too pulled out Snapchat and looked at the map. Turns out where he seen it and where I seen it was in the same woods, just opposite ends. I'm sorry I made this long, I just thought I'd give every detail I could to maybe figure out what this girl was. I live at the bottom end of West Virginia about an hour from Bland, Virginia my hunting cabin. Any answers or ideas as to what we seen and hear would be much appreciated. Last thing to add. Later that night we seen a tiny green light spin a few times and then disappear. Disclaimer, I no longer work at this job and I now have a less scary morning commute. I posted almost a year about an incident at one of the vet clinics I work at. This story takes place at the other one. They are about 20 minutes away from each other, and this one is even more rural than the first. I'm talking about cornfields on three sides of the building. When I work the morning shift, I have to be there before we open, and when no one else is there yet, and it's usually pitch black outside. Context for this next part, the corn has been chopped down at this point like a few inches high, the building is not near the owner of the field. On this day I parked and looked outside. I thought I saw something slash someone standing in the field about 20 yards into the field, but it was dark outside and hard to make out. 
I convinced myself I was being paranoid and that it must be a leftover piece of corn or machinery, although I could have sworn it was shifting its weight a little. I ran inside and locked the door behind me, would have done this anyway, I don't want people coming in that don't work there, and went about my day. That day when I left, it was light outside, and I had pretty much forgotten about the thing I saw. But when I walked out of the building back to my car, I couldn't help but notice that there wasn't something there anymore. Meaning it was not corn or any standstill object. I don't know what I saw, but I'm positive something was there in the morning. I told this story to my parents, and I was met with it's fine it was probably just a person. Which to me, is still terrifying. The fact that at the very least, someone was staring at me from a corn field in the dark, while I'm by myself, in an area where literally, no one would hear me scream. During a trip in Dallas, Texas, my friends and I decided to go night swimming at the Airbnb we were staying at in uptown. It was a Sunday night, so there was no one at the pool in the apartment complex. We were assuming most people were getting ready for work the next morning, so it was exciting to have the time to swim with our sole friend group. As luck would have it, it was completely empty. The pool wasn't very large, so its surroundings were very present as everything was close by. Even in the dark, my friends and I could see clearly of our surroundings. Because of the view from the pool, we decided to take some pictures of Dallas's skyline to send to our parents. I had taken three consecutive photos all within the same minute, at 9.21 PM. In the first two, there is nothing out of the ordinary. In the final however, a humanoid figure, presumably a person, is seen at an awkward angle towards the middle of the photo. We didn't notice the figure behind us while it was presently happening. The only thing that made us go back and check the photos was once one of our parents told us to not talk to the man standing towards the back. We were very confused because we thought no one was there with us. That's when we noticed the figure. I understand that it looks plain as day, as a human. But I can't help but think of how awkward it all looks. The wall with the bushes isn't very tall and there doesn't seem to be much space between bush and wall, so it is hard to imagine someone hiding there. Also, the body is positioned very awkwardly. It seems very disproportionate to its surroundings and very short. Also notice a lack of lower body. Either way if it's a creep in the bushes, it still gives me the chills. Let me know your thoughts. This happened in 1960 or 1961 near Douglas, Manitoba on the road to Camp Shiloh, which would now be the 340 highway. My future uncle Ron was in the military and was dating my auntie at the time who lived with us in a little hamlet called Douglas, Manitoba. He and my dad were both in the military at the time. Apparently, on his way back on the road to Camp Shiloh after visiting my auntie one evening, he had an encounter with what he described as a very large wolf-like thing sitting in the middle of the road. It would not move, so he stopped and it just sat there. All of a sudden, his car was shaken as something was at the backside area of his car. This animal or thing then lifted his back end and dropped it. My uncle was so petrified as he said whatever it was, it was huge. He could not see it in his rearview mirror but he knew it had to have been another one of those wolf-like things. The other wolf creature in the road in front of the car had disappeared and so my uncle just gunned it out of there not looking back as he was terrified. He did not believe in the supernatural, but he said he knew what he saw and felt that night. He thought it was a wolf but he wasn't really sure what it was. All he knows is that it looked like a huge wolf. I was very little at the time and he told my mother what happened as he knew she believed in the supernatural. I'm just wondering if anybody else around that time in that area had any encounters such as this. I've searched but can't find anything. A couple of months ago, I took my friend E over to my mother's house, the place where I saw, full on, a very terrifying, interdimensional, evil entity in the yard around springtime, 
to work on art in the garage on some art we'd been ignoring for months. The vision and meaning was that we'd have a quiet space out in the country to focus and hone our creativity together. The garage at my mother's is nearly as old as the house itself, 150 plus years. Its bones are decaying and several times, I, as well as other friends and family members, have experienced multiple supernatural experiences while spending time in it. E, a guitar strumming itself, heard several times by several different people, a box drum completing a full drum roll by itself and once, I had something yell in my face as soon as I'd turned the light off to retreat inside the house for the night. The energy so forceful, I felt it wash coolly across my face in the same way you'd imagine a sharp gust of wind on a stormy day. All of these experiences, please keep in mind, were slash inside slash of the garage. I'll also mention, not one of these experiences felt threatening in a real way. My mother's garage has two bays. Both typically are kept shut. Sometimes my mother chooses to leave them open, but most times she keeps the bay doors pulled down. Neither of the bay's doors are very sturdy or stern. Not only that, but the windows of them are so old, grimy and dark that it's difficult to look in or out. Now then, we got to my mum's no problem. Automatically grabbed our stuff from the car. brought our bags and canvases into the garage and started laying out our art supplies to embark on individual works we'd both been meaning to finish for some time we were playing music very beautiful complex classical piano violin cello and listening at a pretty loud volume the time went by quickly as we were both invested in the art as well as our conversation topics when some time had passed We started talking about packing up to leave after several hours of fixated, inspired creativity had lapsed as we were both starting to get tired. It was around 2:30 a.m. In mid-discussion, there was a definite, strong, purposeful knock-knock to the bottom of the outside of the first bay door, to the lower right portion of the bay we were doing our art in front of. Two, firm, I'm here. Perceive me now. Kind of knocks. with the same type of force a cop might use if they were pursuing the house of a criminal investigation or some shit. E, who has never had a supernatural experience, looked to me, bewildered, confused, horrified. Caught with this mixture of disbelief and fright. Automatically, my energy changed. In an instant, I was completely enveloped by every sound I could hear. everything i could visually perceive as well as everything i could instinctively feel on instinct that premonition type level shit i chuckled ignoring it as i've been told several times that it's best if a person pays no mind to such abrasive and demanding things but still despite the faint nonchalance i knew i knew it was that same thing that i had seen in the spring i knew it because the degree of terror i was suddenly consumed by and the sense of evil i was suddenly perceiving was identical to what i'd felt that night when the creature decided to reveal its true form to me out in the open of my mother's yard so being me and wanting to display as much courage ferocity and uncaring as i can manage i chuckled and continued talking to e despite the long pause between us and the looks of bewilderment we shared and audibly loudly forcefully I stated I was going to turn the music to something a little more upbeat. I then turned on some electronic jam. I can't remember what I chose exactly and pumped up the volume to double what it had been prior. I then went to talk to E again and returned to the conversation we'd been having before the disruption. But I shit you not, almost slash as soon slash as I turned up the volume, the knock came again. This time louder to outmatch my music and on the left bottom side of the first bay door this time it hit thrice knock knock so first knock came from the right low side of the first bay door knock knock second knock came from the left low side of the first bay door knock knock and not even a second after the second knocking had ended the door the regular old door that's located at the side of the garage not the first bay not the second bay the normal ass door we enter through if we don't feel like lifting an entire damn bay door to get inside was pushed open about a foot 
as if it had been nudged from the outside as a way for slash something slash to horrifyingly make its placement and self known. Note, there was no wind. No type of weather. All night in fact, it was eerily still outside. And E, who again has, before this experience, not once perceived something of another realm slash plane slash time, told me they felt, every time they'd stepped outside the garage that night, as if they were being watched from the woods beside the garage. The same area of wood I'd tracked bizarre, massive footprints this past winter and the same area of wood that the creature came out of when it revealed itself to me in the springtime. I digress. When the side door pushed open, I became terrified unlike I'd ever been before. E and I were sitting on a couch and I turned quickly into them, hiding my face against their chest, shaking, crying, plugging my ears with the palms of my hands, screaming, repeatedly as if it was some type of mantra to call my mom and get her to come outside please. I was convinced at this point that I'd once again be facing the same creature that I have vocalized and internalized a deep fear and complete affinity toward never seeing again so long as I live and breathe. And I was only a few feet away from the door that it had, quite obviously, made itself known as being beside. Actually seeing this thing was slash as slash will always be, I hope, for the sake of my psyche and spirit, slash the slash most mortifying, surreal, disturbing, shocking, unnerving, confusing thing I've perceived. So the thought of seeing it again, inside my lit garage, in a confined space while I'm unarmed, where the creature is entering through the only means of exit, was more than I could even conceptualize as being my current, very real, reality. E quickly expressed they didn't know my mother's number, so, with slash great slash haste, through their messenger, which I was coincidentally logged into due to my phone dying an hour prior, I called my mum who automatically answered. I slash loudly slash expressed to her, so that whatever was messing around could hear, that there was something outside of the garage, that it was threatening to come in, that it was going to hurt me and my friend, and for her to come outside now. She responded by saying she would send my stepfather out, which she did. My stepfather came running into the garage, through the side door, the one that had been pushed open, about 30 seconds later. He told E and I there was nothing outside and that we'd imagined it, an evident excuse he'd only gassed up and hope it would ease our terror, both of us visually shaken and fearful. While he was still out there, I insisted he stay, E and I hurriedly gathered our things, moved them to E's van and drove away, the two of us perturbed, stupefied and petrified to the core by what we'd experienced that early, dark, quiet, eerie, summer morning. It's been two months since that experience. The only reason I'm posting about my experience with E two months ago is due to the ordeal I'm about to divulge which happened to my mother a few nights ago as I believe slash all of these experiences slash tied together for some reason, by some means, at the hands somebody or something. A few days ago, my mother sends me an interesting voice message. Now, to build the scenario a bit, I'd like to state that my mother brings my stepfather, T, to work on the weekends. He works for a distribution center moving product from trucks into the freezers. His shifts start at 3.30 a.m. My mother drops him off for 3.30 a.m. and is typically back home around 4 in the morning. In the message, she expresses how that night, a Saturday night, she felt particularly and peculiarly unnerved upon coming back to the farm after dropping T off. She got out of the car and instantly noticed something ask you about the garage. To further build the scene, I'd like to add that my mom has a pit bull. Sometimes, when she wants the dog to spend time in the garage, and it's hot out, too hot to keep the bay doors shut, she sets up tall metal gates in front of the open bay doors to keep the dog contained inside and from running out. Now, my mother tells me that upon arrival she noticed that the gates, taller than a human, thick, crisscross gates, had been pushed down, seemingly from the inside of the garage, as they'd fallen forward and into the space before the bay door where my mom always parks her car. Before leaving, her car had been in the spot the gates now lay, so this incident had taken place within a 30-minute span of time. Feeling incredibly offset, 
Scared, wary and watched, she proceeded to park her car instead, by the front door to the house. She hurried in through the mudroom, into the house, locked the door and went up to bed. She said it wasn't 10 minutes later that she heard a huge smashing type sound and a slam coming from the mudroom and chose not to think too much on it, that it's likely just one of the cats that had gotten out and is making a ruckus because it wants to come in, or has caught an animal and is excited about its kill. Nothing at all to worry over. The next morning however, upon exiting the house into the mudroom to let the dogs out, she finds, what she said she thoroughly inspected, my mother is a nurse of 16 years, and deduced after much scrutiny, pontificating and inspecting, as human feces. Slung against the glass of the mudroom windows and doors, from the inside, across the walls and everything. She said it looked as if somebody had taken a bunch of their own wet, putrid shit and hurled it, with all their force, angrily against the walls and windows before leaving, loudly. Not only this, but guys. My mother then expressed the peculiarity surrounding a turkey of hers, she only has two, that took place a week ago. She keeps the birds caged inside of the garage during the night. And apparently, one morning, not many mornings before the shit in the mudroom incident she was outside at dusk to let the birds roam in their outside enclosure and one of them was just gone. Completely missing, without a trace, no blood, no sign of struggle no feathers outside of the cage, slash nothing slash, a 40 pound, Thanksgiving turkey just gone. I'd really, really, really like to hear what y'all think of this. What are we dealing with here? Is it something that, now that it's revealed itself as specifically targeting my mother slash family slash me, we need to protect ourselves against? I mean, it literally came into our mudroom and apparently, has come into our garage two times slash that we know of slash, not to mention another time threatened to come into the garage where my friend and I were inside, and had nudged the side door open and knocked at the lower bay door making itself known. Is it targeting us? Why us? What precautions are we supposed to take against something of this magnitude of pure malice? It's obviously very powerful, very intelligent, very evil and is a glutton for evoking fear in humans, or at least my family and I? Has anybody else had any experiences that align with this? Please, if you would care to share, it would help us to feel less alone in these experiences. Me and my girlfriend have been dating for almost two years now, we've known each other for the majority of our lives though. She failed to tell me that her great-grandmother was an Indian shaman until a few days ago and it might correlate with the strange things happening around here. Let me set the scene, we live in the rural outskirts of Dallas, Texas, where the city turns into the heavily wooded country. Around our house we have a trail park that people like to hike in, but at night there's a sinister feeling of dread that envelops that place. The first actual encounter we had with this creature was a few months ago, I had a full-time job at my local Sonic at the time and I would get off either at closing or slightly before, but either way it was pitch black when I would walk home, and our road is a mile long with absolutely no street lights. That night, my girlfriend decided that she was gonna meet me halfway so I could give her her shake and so we could walk and talk. As we met up and started talking we made our way home, Keep in mind there's a heavily wooded tree line just left of us, we started hearing something matching our pace in the woods, when we would stop so would it, and the second we started walking again so would it. Now I know animal sounds and those were not no animal, whatever it was, it walked on two feet. My girlfriend doesn't think it wants to hurt us though, it's had so many chances and it just won't, it's even appeared in her dreams. She's seen this thing following us in those trees a handful of times, it's not just native to the trail park, it's recently relocated to our property since we don't go to the trail park anymore. I keep hearing these strange calls coming from the woods beside our house too, it's not quite a bird or a mammal but instead sounds like a jumble of both, like a fox eating a screaming bird. The most substantial evidence we've had was by far the night it came to my girlfriend in her dreams, 
She cannot remember what it actually looked like for the life of her but she's positive it had deer antlers. We're just now piecing it all together but I'm not quite sure what it actually is that's stalking us, because we've tried to summon it, and it responds when we say skinwalker three times but never tries anything. I've even whistled at night and got chased by it, but just as I thought it was gonna get me, the heavy sprinting footsteps behind me vanished and I just went home. We're stuck between a Wendigo or a skinwalker, but regardless it's not hostile. We're moving off of this old property soon, the real test is seeing if it's gonna follow us there. So I'm walking down the interstate to get to my weed man in the middle of the night, after a while I glimpse what seemed like another person on the other side of the interstate. One goes east, one goes west, and I'm like we Lamberfiti Bois up in here so I don't give it another thought. So if anyone else has ever walked on the interstate, it's bumpy and not walker friendly at all. So I bust my ankle a few times up to the point where I busted my lip and my ankle won't support my weight. A trucker pulls up to a part of the interstate about a half mile in front of me, presumably to pick up my sorry ass because I'm pretty much army crawling on the interstate because my ankle is busted. So the thing I mentioned earlier crosses over to my side of the interstate, again I think nothing of it. Eventually, I'm in the forest part of the interstate and something shoves the shit out of me. I'm thinking WTF, this hobo wants some or some she, and I turn around and nothing is there. No sound on approach, no sounds when I got shoved. No sound afterward. Brothers, I scream at the top of my lungs because I just got shoved by nothing and I bolt out of the forest and I can't see what's trailing me but it's like. Trying to focus on the squiggling thing in your eye but not nearly as comical. Eventually, I'm close enough to the road that there's some light. It doesn't like the light. It won't F with me in the light. But it's the middle of the night so light is spotty at best. I'm army crawling on the interstate, roll across the road to the median to try and lose it. I see nothing cross over. It's like it teleported using the dark and caught my leg and started scratching. But not like an animal, like I didn't feel skin or fur or weight on me. Just digging into my leg. Bro I get closer to some light and whip my pencil out as a last ditch effort. If I'm finna die I'm finna die swinging. I'm on the floor waiting. I'm taunting it in my head. I'm scared out of my mind but I'm ready. Within moments like out of a movie, a literal intervention from God, an ambulance and cops arrive. They take me to the hospital. Said they came because someone reported a person crawling on the interstate. On the ambulance ride, I say to the EMT, so that was a raccoon huh? He's just looking down almost like I was lucky and doesn't have the courage to talk about what just happened. He barely whispers. Yeah like others weren't as lucky as me. I assume I was stalked, primarily because I had no phone on me, so they're probably clairvoyant or just really smart, and attacked because I was injured to the point of not being able to run. My ankle was too far gone for me to be able to run slash walk any meaningful distance, feel free to ask me any questions. I just saw a Wendigo today actually a few hours ago. How it all started though is my cousin and my aunt saw something shapeshifting into different animals and then disappeared. And it left a patch of flowers on a tree shaped like a deer. A few days ago my cousin took mushrooms, a pretty big dose about 9 grams, and I think he was communicating with what I think was skinwalkers. Me and my other cousin were trip-sitting him. He went outside and stood in the middle of the yard saying crazy shit. We thought he was just tripping balls until we heard a pack of coyotes screaming out like they were fighting for their lives. Then we heard branches and leaves moving all around us and we heard a growl that just sounded out of this world. Something out of a movie. I saw a huge giant spider looking thing about 100 feet away but it was dark so I wasn't sure what it was. But my cousin was acting like he was talking to it, and I think personally he opened his mind up a little too much. The growl sounded very close and we got him to come in the house somehow. But today my friends came and took me and my cousins to where the skinwalkers were. And we walked into these woods a few towns away. 
I instantly felt darkness and the temperature dropped for sure. We were walking in the woods and for some reason I had an extremely strong urge to walk around my friends like I was protecting them. I walked in front of them while walking into the forest and behind them when leaving. We started walking deeper into the woods and it started to feel darker and darker. We kept hearing a weird whistle get stronger and stronger the farther the went. We got to a point where I just looked because I felt immense evil so I said to turn around. And on the way back we kept getting lost even though we didn't go far at all. Which is weird because I always walk trails and the first time I walk a new set of trails. I know them like the back of my hand. At this point I am walking behind them to protect them and I stayed back a bit just staring back to take a real good check. I started to walk again and saw my friends just standing there and heard them say oh my god what the f is that and I walked up and looked at what they were looking at. About 20 feet away, a 15 foot Wendigo was staring at us and moved toward us. I instantly for some reason took a step forward and it stopped and stared. I said you know who I am. Let's go no idea why I said that, but I told my friends to link arms and walk forward while I circled around them. And we kind of had to walk around it and we just saw him turn his head. Following us as we walked, and on the way out I could see it peeking its head out from behind trees. Staring at us and it kept switching sides of the trail. Craziest shit I have ever seen in my life and we were all sober and we do nothing but smoked occasionally. They're 17 and I'm 18. I also think it's very strange I have an encounter with skinwalkers and a Wendigo within days of each other. So if anyone knows what truthfully caused this to happen to me. Within a few days and miles apart please let me know.